Hey, this is Brian with Concerts That Made Us podcast, and you're listening to Pods Like Us, a great show about other great shows. Welcome uh, to Pod. Hey, excuse me. Oh, hey, hey, hmm, hey, what? Hmm? Nothing, nothing. I, I, I didn't stop talking when I should have. <laughs> this is going to be a fun show. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Crabell, known to my friends as Marv. And this time I am talking to Veronique Hurley and Matt Labadka. Le- Labotka, thank you very much, from Grumble Goat. Thank you for chatting with me and for sorting out my pronunciation of the name. <laughs> Absolutely, it's no problem. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Yes, happy to be here. Thank you. It's fine. That's, that's great. Thank you for being t- chatting with me. So yeah. how were you both introduced to podcasts? Podcasts in general? Yes. Well, um, I... Um, I mean, I, I, I guess uh, I, I was listening to NPR, National Public Radio, here in the States, uh, where, I mean, that's sort of, it's like a talk radio situation. Um, and I love uh, the stories there, like This American Life. And uh, they have game shows on there, like, wait, wait, don't tell me. And I just love those shows. And those became podcasts. They just started broadcasting them as podcasts early in the podcast game. And so I, I made the transition pretty early. And uh, yeah, those were the podcasts that I started listening to. Yeah, I didn't really listen to podcasts, actually. Uh, It was when I met Matt that I started to listen to more of them. And some friends had suggested some good podcasts. And then, you know, over through the past, you know, year and a half, I think podcasts have really blown up. So I've started listening to more, of course, than we started one. So I started listening to more just from that anyway. Um, But yeah, it was a really fun uh, new medium for me, at least to, to work with when we started Grumble Goat. But, um, yeah, I, I primarily, you know, like theater and would, you know, watch maybe television shows or movies or read plays, not necessarily listen to something. Um, but I do like that ambient sound sometimes of just having something in the background now that I have been listening to more and more. It's like, you know, you become friends with the people that you're listening to on some weird level that you're like, oh, I want to I want to listen to. Um, I'm trying to think of one of the people in our group, but like, you know, I want to listen to a familiar voice or, you know, I want to hear their, their, you know, their personality right now. 
Um, so yeah, so I get excited, you know, listening to hearing my friends that aren't really my friends or know me at all, you know. I, my, I, the podcasters I listen to that I feel like are my friends, but I don't know them and they don't know me are <laughs> the McElroy brothers who do, uh, my brother, my brother and me. And the way I got introduced to them was they do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called the adventure zone. And I love those guys. Oh, those guys have so much personality. Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're my idols in podcasting. Yeah, I've I've always said that the uh, even with radio and now with podcast that uh, a good thing is that it's it's almost like you've got company with you there in the room as opposed to television, which can be a bit intrusive and it's just something you have to the the a, a good podcast or a good radio show is something that's just there as company and that, as a as a fr- as, as a friend as you say it's almost like an invisible friend in a way yeah. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed taking some walks, you know, in the park and just, you know, putting on like Death and Decay podcast, you know, like just hearing their stories. And yeah, it's been great. And even if you, you know, you're off in your own thoughts, you can come back to their conversation and still chuckle or still listen, you know, in that moment and take something from from what they're saying. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bicycle commuter here in New York City. I bicycle all over these streets. Um, and so I spend a lot of time just by myself on the bicycle. And so I listen to a ton of podcasts just commuting back and forth from work. Uh, yeah, I love it. My, my phone is chock full of all sorts of different podcasts. We should do a comparison and see who's got the most, shall we, podcast. <laughs> Dear me. I've, I've no doubt you have the most. I mean, this, this is, you made a podcast about all the podcasts you listen to. That's, <laughs> that's remarkable. And now I have to find the time to listen to them all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trouble, isn't it? Once you start falling behind on podcasts and you're like, oh, I got to catch up with all my friends. That's right, yep. And they remind you as well, like, have you listened to this episode yet? Uh, no, I've not got around to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now all of our friends and family, they, you know, they, they know the podcast and, you know, most of them are fans and listen to it. But like now that's part of their go to conversation. They're like, oh, how's Grumble Go going? So, of course, I immediately follow up like, oh, are you caught up? And they're always like, mm, shouldn't ask, shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> but and, you know, and our um, our format lends itself to binging because they're the episodes are so short. So I know a lot of our friends and family like listen to like four at a time or, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So they're always like, I listen to them in a group. <laughs> like, OK. Yeah. If you're going to get upset about one thing, why not get upset about four things? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that late. <laughs> uh, so how did you get this? How did the idea for the show? Well, I can see why the idea of the show came about. But so what's the history of the show then? And how did you get it started? Yeah, no, nobody needs prompting to have to grumble about things. <laughs> um, the, the, the show is, um, it's, it's an idea that was formulating in my brain for years. Just like I wanted, because I always like, once I get into my whiskey, I always go on these long rants about these obscure small things that I just hate, like gum for instance, like innocuous tiny things that just drive me insane. And I always do these little rants and I dabble in, um, 
I do improv comedy. I do stand-up comedy. I'm a performer. And so, you know, I do a bit bits of these in stand-up. And I always just, I was like, this is the podcast. But to me, it always felt a little incomplete. So I didn't start it because I was like, it's missing an element. Yeah, you can't just have someone angry. Yeah, you can't just, just like, have rah, 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 angry. Because despite like, it being comedy, you can't just have somebody angry yelling in your ear. No, it's but exhausting. But then when I met her... Uh, it was her dynamic because she has this beautiful, like, optimism that she's always optimistic and, and, and she has this amazing ability to just listen and receive what you're saying and then, like, just have a gut reaction to it. <laughs> like, so, like hey, it's just, Bob. And, yeah. and she, she has this beautiful dynamic that's actually the exact opposite of what the podcast vision I had was. And I was like, that's exactly what it needed yes it unpretentious one it needs a two minute grumble about something and then it needs that exact opposite like let me hear what you're saying what's got your goat we need a release right you have all this tension that builds up with something and you, you stub your toe and you're like ah i just needed to yell and release that you know it's the same thing with the grumble of like why do they put a handle on a door when it's a push it's like <laughs> and then it yeah. You know, it works you up every time you feel stupid, every time you walk through that door, and every time you see that door, you know it's coming, and you can't remember, and then you get anxious, and that makes it worse, and then you just do the wrong thing anyway. <laughs> Even if you knew, going into holding it, you're like, this is a pull, and you push, right? <laughs> so you need that release, that that like, that like laughter that we need so much of right now, because things are so serious, and you know, serious in, in a good way, and hopefully change will happen, or, you know, around the world but we need a release right we need we need yeah. that we need the yeah. laugh you know there's too much too much nastiness going around exactly because the purpose of the grumble is not to be angry right the purpose of the grumble is just to let out that tension yeah and then yes. that's yeah and then the segment after that the what's got your goat is just this nonsensical non sequitur just train of thought to get yeah. us completely away from any of that anxiety we had at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to switch topics and you're not going to learn a thing. <laughs> I was going to say that's so true. You know, it's, um, you, you get it out of your system and it doesn't matter whether there's a, whether there's an outcome to it or not. You've just got that thing that really, I'm trying not to swear you, that really yeah. irritates the hell out of you. Just get it out there. And then it's done with, in a way. Yes, 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 absolutely. And, you know, we've had some comments where it's like, well, they don't really go in depth. And that's not really what we want. Like, we don't want to go in depth in a topic. There are other podcasts that will do that much better than us. So, like, go listen to those. Um, But if you (laughs) want to relax. If you want to learn about the topics, this isn't the podcast (laughs) for you. If you want to laugh about things and blow off some steam, this this is the podcast for you. Yeah, totally. And get to know us. I I think we share, you know, little bits and pieces about ourselves every episode, Um, which is nice. I've noticed that Matt is the one who does the most grumbling. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, because he is the grumble goat. I'm sure. the grumble goat. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, you know, it was just us. And obviously with the pandemic, it was really just us. But, you know, he was saying like, well, you can grumble if you want to. And I was just thinking to myself, like, well, I don't really have a whole lot that I'm angry about. 
you know, because I just get over it pretty quickly. And I don't realize I have a grumble until it's that push-pull moment at the door. And I'm like, ah! You know, and then I totally forget about it, you know, two seconds later as I'm, like, walking down the street. I get very distracted. Um, but yes, yes. Yeah, she's she's so blissfully optimistic that she doesn't get upset about things. Yeah. So she grumbles less frequently. Yes, but it, and it, for per, my personality-wise, it takes me a very long time to get angry about something. Like, like actually angry about something. So that's scary. Then it's like scary territory of a Veronique you don't want to see. <laughs> like, rawr, like the but, lioness comes out of yes. the den. <laughs> but, but when you do grumble, it's, it, it really jumps out, you know, that, that it's, it is something that is really, really serious. Like, like that, that you mentioned with the door, that is really irritating. I'm sure that they put a pull bar on a push on purpose to make you look stupid. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be able to buy a door that way. There should no. not be, right? Because, like, you can only open a door one way. You either push it or you got to pull it. But don't, right? but, don't, but isn't there a little bit of room for design elements in a door? Like, what if that nice brass handle just looks nice and you want people to, like, feel like this is, this is a powerful, sturdy structure, even though it's a push? No, then you need that brass structure in a flat thing on the door so I can put my hand on it and push it open. I just like <laughs> it it really gets my goat. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I had another point there, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> well, you've described the show, that's for sure. So we've got description, the show history. Um so I think I made a mistake putting out an open call for for people to get room. Oh my! God. Oh my gosh! Everybody's got and, and see the thing. The thing about the grumble, though, the topic um, is that the requirement for the topic is it has to be something that's not universally hated. Yes, it has to be something innocuous. So that's that's the standard I set for myself. So we never grumble about taxes. Right. Um, yeah, we never grumble about cancer. Because yeah. we, we don't want to grumble about things that everybody universally hates. And the not want funny it. things. Yeah. We want, it, we want them to be lighthearted and things that people don't often think about. But once you get into it, you're like, yeah, you know what? That is upsetting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Something it you is. cannot start a revolution about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready to start a revolution against Diet Coke. Oh, I guess the environment. We can definitely march for the environment. Yeah, and that's bags. that's my grumble. Bags we can march for. Recyclable bags. You want to march for the bags? <laughs> well, finally, our grocery store got it together. But now they're giving away that weird bag. It's like blue, and I don't think it's recyclable. And they double bag that, too. It's like a felt bag. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't understand everybody's obsession with bags. We just carry bags with us. We bring bags. I always have a backpack. Like, I mean, I had two bags yeah. yesterday. You don't, you, don't need, you don't need the grocery store to put everything in 16 bags. 16 you know? bags you for, buy, like, 15 things. You buy, you buy a bundle of bananas, and bananas, yeah. for some reason, are already coming in a plastic bag. And yes. you buy it, and then at the till, they're going to put it in another plastic bag. And then they're going to take that plastic bag and put it inside another plastic bag, thus triple bagging the bananas and you're like the bananas are already wrapped by nature I, what do i need yeah. three bags for i just love when you go to the store and they're like are you sure you don't want a bag 
I'm like, I told you I don't want a bag. Are you sure? They're like, yes. I got all these bags right here. I got to give them to somebody. They're like addicts. They're like, I have so many bags they have to push on. I mean, us. it's not like the cashier is a tipped employee. So there's no reason why <laughs> you need to give me more bags. <laughs> all the bags they give away. They're all, they're all under the big thumb of big bag. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what? how do you feel about bags? I agree with you. I go, I'll, go to the sh- yeah. I'll go to the shop and I'll see, um, like you said, you know, uh, or t- t- tomatoes or tomatoes, as you call them over there, and bananas and p- potatoes. And you think, why are they in bags? What yeah. is the point? You, you've got them in bags and then they put, give you another bag to put those bags into. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And it's plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's plastic. But we're upset about the straws. Somehow we yes. got we got legislation about straws, but not. I mean, now we have the plastic bags. So, yeah, somewhere along the line, they 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 led us with the, the the some sort of environmentalist dog whistle to hate straws <laughs> and try and ignore all the bags and the gasoline and all the spillage and the BP oil spills and polluting the earth. And like, now we have to worry about straws because one turtle got a tracheotomy. Now it's straws are the bad thing for the environment. It's like no, it's all the bad. Stop putting bags everywhere. So you know what I do now. So he likes the plastic straws because he's like, you know, no. Well, we don't like to support you know new things. But if we get a, if there is a plastic straw that is presented to me, I have to take it home and I hoard it for Matt so he can use the plastic straw instead of the paper straw that disintegrates as you use it. Yes. Yes. Corn. They, we need to use corn. Yeah, corn for the corn straws. straws is much better. Yeah. That's we grow so much idea. corn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can have biodegradable straws. It's, it's, it, I, I, I just, I, I, I think it's insensible that everybody's so yeah. upset about the straws when there's so much plastic. I mean, single use water bottles. Everybody's oh, obsessed with buying Dasani water bottles. Don't get them it started comes on for the plastic. free out of the tap. Yeah. You can just drink water right out of the wall for free, but everybody wants to go to the store and spend $1.99 on a oh, plastic single use bottle of water. And then they were surprised to know, oh, it's not recyclable. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you think that all that plastic was going to be recyclable? <laughs> In our like <laughs> naive minds. <laughs> You opened this ball of wax. You asked what's got our but goat. So one of the <laughs> things that we haven't talked about that is on my list, but I don't know if I can use it as a grumble on our show, and I feel like I'm like moments away from mentioning it. But the thing is, is when we grumble, we don't tell each other about it. So that's the that's the thing. If a guest comes on, we don't want to know what the grumble is until the conversation because okay. it's an improv as well as like the surprise of what it is. It gives the guest an opportunity to lead us to it so we can kind of go on more tangents or just kind of discover it on our own. Um, yeah, because the idea of the what's got your goat portion, the interview portion is not to come to an agreement. It's not for an argument. It's to get the other person's temperature on what the topic is. So we don't want to know what the grumble is so that we are not, we don't have preconceived notions of whether to like or dislike something. So we like it to sort of drop, we like it to drop casually in conversation. And then you can find out just what their initial feeling is as you drop it casually in conversation. Yeah. Rather than say, this is what I'm grumbling about. And then you're like, yeah, I could grumble about that. Because yeah, we, we want it to be honest reactions and it's not about convincing each other it's not right. about arguing it's about learning what everybody's opinions and yeah. you know and 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 what their idea is on the topic i'm agent scott and i'm cam the provocateur 
and we're from the Spy Hards Movie Podcast. That's right, and you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that has a license to thrill. So I think this is a good opportunity. Um, now you're in a different industry than we are. How do you feel about people asking for something for free? So say you go to a restaurant and you don't like something and you say, okay. oh, I don't like this. I think that I should get this for free because I didn't like it. Or say you get a glass of wine yep. and they say, oh, I don't like this. And you're like, oh, okay. What don't you like about it? And they're like, oh, it wasn't what I expected. And you're like, okay, would you like something else? And they're like, no. And you're like, okay. But I should get that for free. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm wondering if you're describing a very American thing. That I he's just am. not familiar with. But that's why Mar, I'm, I'm asking. Do you, do you come across this a lot? Do people ask for things for free? I know a work colleague of mine who pulls that trick when he goes to <laughs> restaurants. See, that's what I'm saying. It is universal. <laughs> he does it on purpose. Ah, uh, he knew it. He will eat a lot of the food and then he'll leave a little bit of us aside and go, I didn't like that. I don't want to pay for that. It made me feel badly. I've got stomach ache or something. And then he will get away without having actually paid for it. And yeah. actually him doing that does get my goat when he said that he's done it. Because I'm like, somebody's made that food and spent hours yes. or making that food for you doing it it's a good meal and you're yes yeah <laughs> you're claiming that your uh philosophy or what's this your your sturdy your stature your what's what? the, the person a person um uh, i can't think of a funny the funny word for it but like your your being is so important that you deserve to have things for free. Yeah. And like, I just don't get it, right? Like, they're, they spent money on that food. They spent money on that food to provide that food. They have to pay rent for, the, you know what I mean? And so yeah. like, that's just one person. But if that's 10 people that come into the restaurant to do that, then like, what are we supposed to do? You walked into my whole thing about it is you walked into the restaurant or you walked into the establishment, right? What, whatever it is. So you agreed to pay for whatever you are asking for. If you walk in there, you are agreeing to pay for something. So I wonder, I wonder if that type of person ever goes to their landlord. It's yes. like, I, I didn't spend 30 days in my apartment this month. I really didn't enjoy the, the there was a breeze coming in through the window. I'm, exactly. I'm not paying rent. I, I think I get <laughs> This month for free. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Or like a department store. If you go in to go shopping and you're going to buy some shoes or something and you're like, oh, I really like these shoes, but like it's a little too high of a heel. Can I have 10% off? You're like, what? That's the shoe you want. Why are you asking for money off? You know, like I like the idea of uh, getting a surgery, like getting getting yes. a knee replacement surgery and coming back like two weeks later being like, I don't know about this one. It feels a little wonky. Yeah. Let's let's slap a new one in there. Like, let's try again. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like what you're saying is that the time and energy that you spent to do your job and like I know people forget about servers. I mean, that's part of being a good server is that you forget about them when you walk out of the restaurant. You don't want to think about the server's day. You don't care about the day. You just want to go in and have a nice meal with the person that you're with. I like I like whatever. that idea of like walking out of a restaurant and being like, that was really good food. And like the other person being like, well, I, but how, how did it get to the table? <laughs> Everybody just being like, oh my God, I have no idea how it got to the table. We forgot. <laughs> 
We, we forgot for, about we for, the surfer. We didn't notice the surfer at all. At all. It just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's about, it's like, it's basically pooping on someone's experience, someone's knowledge of the menu, like the, the chefs in the kitchen, like just the establishment in general. And it, it drives me crazy because if you genuinely, and this is the thing I will say, if you genuinely do not like something, let's get you something else, right? Like I want you to leave happy and have a wonderful time. But when you ask me for something for free, it drives me nuts. I'm like, no, you're in my house now. I decide whether you can get something for free. You can't demand something for free. (laughs) It's like going over to a house party and be like, can I take, you know, the hamburger helper that isn't out for everyone to enjoy? It's like just weird. So Marv, I'm very happy that you don't do that. (laughs) I absolutely do not do that. Wow, that, wow, Um, we we got your goat. I know. Yeah, and it, it leads into one thing that gets on my friend Sam's, uh, one of his grumbles, which is he says he hates it when people go abroad, but they don't eat the delicacy from that country, and they eat their <laughs> own food. Yes, I think that's a really good grumble. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, why, that's a good grumble. Why are you going to the country if you don't want to experience the country? Yeah, you could yes. have just yeah. put on like a documentary about that country and, and like seen all the sites exactly without bothering with having to breathe their air or yeah. drink their water or learn their language. Yes, right. That, that one gets his goat as well because he he lives in <laughs> Spain and he's fluent ah. in Spanish and he says, "Why do people come over to Spain from England but don't even bother to know any Spanish?" And just continue speaking English when they go there <laughs> and expect yes. the Spanish people to be fluent in English. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Americans do that all the time. We just think that, like, everyone should speak English, which is absurd and ridiculous <laughs> because it's actually more prominent to speak two languages. Um because Americans are so obnoxious. But um, but yes, I completely agree with you. Like, if you're going to go to another country, you should at least learn a few words. And you can get, I mean, most people do speak English, so you can get around. But you should acknowledge the language. I know when I was going to go to France, my family members were like, make sure you greet them all in French first or they won't talk to you. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, okay, I'll say bonjour to everyone <laughs> first before bonjour. I say... Right. Je m'appelle Veronique. Um, how do I get to the subway? Like, <laughs> or the underground. I, I know they call it the underground in England. I'm not sure what they call it in um, England I, or France. I forgot. But yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been to France, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> um, yes, there, there it, yeah, it was fun though. The, speaking of the subway in France, there's so many, t- there's so many tunnels that like you have to, you, there, there's so many stairs, like there's stairs down. That's like what I remember. Anyway, this isn't interesting. You live in New York city. There's, there's subways everywhere. There's lots of stairs. No, but oh, the yeah. subway is a little cooler. A little cooler in France. It's, oh, it's cooler. Yeah. It's got it's cooler like, stairs. It's like old timey, like narrow stairs. Oh, like you could fall and hurt yourself stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, safety non-compliant stairs. Yes. Yeah. At least it was 
a while back. I haven't been in a long time, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, most of those stairs, I think, are made out of catacombs or piles of bones or well, something like that. that's what they were saying, that if the subway stopped, then the city would be lower or it would make collapse because the um, – the tension of the subway moving or something because there's so many different places in the catacombs. There's like the perfect the amount of vibration. Yeah, it, the it subway keeps that... everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't. The essence that yeah. The... Someone told me that and I never looked at that. Yeah, the spiritual <laughs> vibration is yeah. the heartbeat of. It's like the veins, you know. Yeah. If it stops pumping blood, it's going to collapse. That's right. Yeah, I, I get, get it. <laughs> again, again, you don't learn anything. <laughs> We don't know anything. Um, trying to look at all these grumps that people have sent in now. Oh my gosh, that's great. This is amazing. I love this. Yeah. We can do like a little lightning round. Okay. Jason from the podcast Our Cynic Culture says that his grump is people driving slowly in the fast lane. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. See, the thing is, there's a speed limit. But we yep. all know that that's just a suggestion, right? Because <laughs> the police aren't going to pull you over unless you're going like 12 miles per hour over. Yes. So like the the fact that if you're going the speed limit, be in the right lane. That's what that's for. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree. This is frustrating. You know what? Because truckers will do this sometimes on a two lane road. Uh. They'll try to pass each other, but they're they're only going to go like a couple miles per hour difference. Right. And so they're blocking both lanes at like very similar to the speed limit. And you're like, I just I need to get around. I don't you know, like we're a little riskier in our car. Yeah. We want to go faster because yeah. they can yeah. see you coming up behind them. So why don't you <laughs> wait until all this line of traffic? Because, they, they, yeah. you know, they don't need to they don't need to get there that much quicker. So they right. can wait for you for all this line of traffic to come past, get past both you and the the lorry that's in front of you, and then when you've yeah. all gone past, then go around them two miles or three miles an hour faster than that lorry <laughs> yeah. that you're trying to overtake. It's yes. terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because they have mirrors. They can see you coming from behind. This yeah. reminds me of, like, here in New York City, it, it, the same phenomenon happens for pedestrians mm. is the tourists will all like span the whole width of the sidewalk <laughs> and walk slowly staring at the m&m store and things like that and the people that actually live in new york and have to like walk through times square are like just move just, just just don't don't cover the whole sidewalk yeah, yeah. no you've reminded me of an incident that happened years ago when i went to uh, i went to london and because uh, obviously i'm from northern england and or the north of England, so I went. I went to Lin, yeah, to London. I went to go and see In Excess Live, the band, and uh, mm-hmm. oh. so I was getting some some repair work done on an Indian instrument at an Indian music shop while I was there. And uh, so I was using the uh, the London Underground, and because it's new to me, I was there and saying, you know, because they've got they've got underground trains every 30 seconds or something from one place to another. I used to say, wow, your transport system is so amazing. I can't believe how good it is. And this person just looked at me and they, they were sort of like overrumping me, as they call it, you know, like, hmm. like that. And then one of the um, people <laughs> that worked for the underground actually said to me, he said, people around here don't realise how much better their transport system is than, than yours. He said, I'd suggest in the future, you just... Don't mention anything about transport," he said. "Because wherever you go, the transport is not good enough." Right. Oh my gosh! Totally. Everybody oh, totally. grumbles about yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that they, they love, they do that here too. They love to talk about the MTA and, and all that business. Yeah. All New Yorkers love to grumble about this amazing subway system yeah. that will get you anywhere in this city, this massive metropolis. Yes. Like in under an hour, it'll just take you anywhere. And they love to grumble and gripe about yes. it every time. And I'm like, oh my yes. goodness, guys, this is this is a marvel of human transit right yes. here. <laughs> like, yes, it need it needs work, but it has gotten way better. It's gotten so much better over the years, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, it's Gil from the today's mind culture and social podcast and you're listening to pods like us anyway what's another one okay gil from the mind buds podcast he says okay. when people ask him what time it is he, he says i don't know what time it is he goes i usually give them the wrong time on purpose so they'll, they'll <laughs> never ask me again <laughs> Amazing. I like that. I Although, do too. a wrong clock is right twice a day. So I wonder if sometimes in his attempts at giving the wrong time, every <laughs> once in a while he just gives the right time on accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that idea of, of somebody asking you what time it is and you don't look at a clock, you don't pull out a watch, you don't look yeah. at your cell phone, you just stare him straight in the eye and say, 240. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you're like 445. I want to like, I want to do like a, a, like, like put my finger up in the air. Like I'm testing the direction of the wind yeah. and then look at the sun and then look at the shadow on the ground and then say with the most confident yes, air. Exactly. It's 315. It's right. Totally. and 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I want to, yeah, I want to look up at the stars and like pull out a sextant. Yeah. And look at the moon. <laughs> Do you remember when you could call time? Did you ever have to call time? Yes, the speaking time. Clock, as we call it in like, the UK. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like in a, in a sporting event. No. <laughs> no. You used to be able to ring a phone number and, and you'd yep. ring the phone number and it would tell you what time it is. Yes. Yes. We did that when my mom moved to an apartment uh, with me and my brother and we didn't have a clock set up because it was before cell phones and all that stuff. And we would call time. <laughs> Sometimes I just thought it was fun because I was a kid, you know. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. Just call time. Call time. That's a good response. Why don't you call it? <laughs> yeah. you call it? You got a cell phone? Why don't you call don't you time? Call time. <laughs> call Father Time and ask him. <laughs> Alternatively, go to the thrift shop and, and, buy, and buy one for 50 cents for, for a little clock. There you go. Who doesn't know what time it is in the age of cell phones? Well, so I've said, oh, what time is it? But it's usually to myself, and I'm not usually asking someone else. I'm just talking out loud. Usually when I say <laughs> what time it is, what I mean is I'm about to hype you up for something awesome. Right. What time is it? It's time to go outside! I was going to be like, showtime. <laughs> it's showtime! Um, what time is it? Line order! I find SVU. Yes. Sundays at 6 p.m. Excellent. Okay. I, I don't know. I just made that up. No, it, that's, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I don't know. No, no, no. None of that. Um, so what I think is interesting, I am excited about the new Law & Order SVU show. Sh so, for sure. Yeah. We, with let's Stabler. talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about that. And then five minutes, we'll no. come back to the conversation. <laughs> okay. So uh, what the... The, 
the do you know what time it is question is is very fun because it reminds me of is it raining that question when you walk outside (laughs) and you ask is it raining and i always think that's pretty funny when people ask I that. I do like that. Because you can feel it, or you should have seen it before you walked out the door. <laughs> Absolutely. How do you feel about that, um, Barb? Yeah, but you, yeah, you I, walk into, a, you walk into a, a, a shop, and you'll, you'll be soaking wet from being outside, and someone will go, oh, is it raining outside? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> yes! Yes! You are head-to-toe drenched. Yes. Head-to-toe drenched. And they're like, is it raining? Yeah. You're no, like, I yeah. took a shower with my clothes on. <laughs> right, right. I was a never nude. Just walked right in there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or you walk in with like your coat and your hands and you're like breathing on your hands to warm up and people are like, oh, is it cold outside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, no, no, I just stopped at the, at, the, at the store, picked up a few clothes, a few items, a few <laughs> jackets, threw it all on and realized, oh, it's way too hot for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you could... You could uh, you could actually do that on purpose, even when it's not. So you go into a shop when it's warm, and you could be just there holding your hands and blowing on them and making them think, so then they'll put lo- a lot more layers on and go <laughs> oh outside. Oh, my gosh. Now, yes. that's, that's the, this is the way, yeah. That, that, that is the way. This is the way to do it. This is the way. Um, I take, take your garden hose and just douse yourself with as much water as possible oh and gosh. walk inside right before somebody else is leaving and they'll be like, oh, I need an umbrella. And then the whole store is going to start purchasing umbrellas. This is a brilliant April Fool's joke I'm to play umbrellas. on people at stores. <laughs> that is really funny. Walking, shaking, shaking off all this it water. Make a whole production of it going inside. Be like, oh, it's really pouring out there. Really get get an umbrella right now. Better get your like, umbrella. And it's a Walgreens where there's wall to wall windows and everybody just looks outside. It's obviously and they're staring, they're chair. squinting, and they're like, is it raining? I can't see. <laughs> and then you just shout, What time is it? <laughs> get out of the yes. fast lane. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, give us another one. I love this. Okay. Uh, Jenna Stone from uh, Xander and Stone uh, podcast, she says she hates those little bits of paper that get everywhere from spiral-bound notebooks. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a wild one. That's a good one. That's like glitter. Yeah, it's it's, paper. Yeah, it's the glitter of a notebook. Because you had you had two options when I was in school. You could get the little spiral-bound notebook that yeah. had all those things, or you get the one where they're perforated on the side and it's like sealed together, mm. like a loose sealed paperback novel, yes. and that had, was perforated. And those ones, it would always rip the wrong way. Yes. So you could you could either avoid the little slips of paper mm-hmm. or get the paper that's going to ruin part of your math homework. Yeah. And if you if you tear it a little too much, it like rips the whole thing. Or at least it did when I was in high school. Now, do you remember Rolodexes? Yeah. Because Rolodexes used to have those little tabs at the top that's very similar to this situation. Oh, yeah. And and those things, when they fell off, that was disastrous because it could <gasps> no longer you fit in the Rolodex. And then you couldn't find anyone. <laughs> So, like, how are you going to... That's your contact list. It's like your cell phone right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. but I mean, they, because they'd all be bound nicely together on right. that on that um, 
system or whatever, the rails. Yes. Like, you know, like train track rails, but they were just a circle and, and it held the cards. But then that one card had that one thing. So one card was always loosely mm. sticking out. And so mm. you had to be careful every time you flipped through it. Mm. Um, you know, the uh, when you make, you're punching holes in pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Those little holes, I remember I went to work with my mom when she was a paralegal in D.C. And I was little. I was maybe like five or something at that time. And one of her coworkers, she was playing with me, and she, and I was obsessed with those little round dots. So she she collected all the round dots from the law firm of the, the <laughs> hole punches to give to me to bring home. And of course, on the way home in the car, I spilled them everywhere because I'm five. And my mom freaked out. She was like, now we have all these dots in the car. Now you know? the interior of my car is polka dotted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It must have taken a week to get rid of all those dots from the car. I I bet it took longer, Marv. I bet yeah. it took longer. I don't even. I don't think she took a microwave. I think it was like me seeing how much I upset her to be like, I can pick it up. I can pick it up. I'm but sure. now, do 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 people in school still have this problem? Because lots mm. of people have laptops and they email documents and papers. So he, that's an interesting thing now. Does paper really come into play in schools? I know for me and my learning disabilities, I love to write things down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like to have physically write things down when I'm learning, as well as like typing is a different style of learning for me. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, there, there was a time when we were talking about moving toward a paperless society. Mm. And this was all talk. It never happened. But, you know, because of emails and computers and PDFs, yeah. it seemed like in the future we would no longer need paper. Yeah. But I also feel like we, we have just as much paper around now as we used to. Yeah. Everything's paper. Well, if we take one thing away for the paper, then they, they send, like, 15 more. Like, you get more credit card advertisements by mail or, like, you know... The good donation things, like, you know, City Meals, they'll send you stuff in the mail to, like, donate. You know, like, good things are sending for to donate, but it's all wasting paper. It's still, like, wasting paper. You know what else about those those ringed binders with the paper that yeah. falls off? The, 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 the binder itself, the little ring, never yeah. stays in a straight line. Oh, my gosh. It never stays, <laughs> and it always unlatches. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a couple, like, it'll, yes. it'll start to unwind off yes. one end, and, you've and only it'll be used, bent in the middle. And you've used half the notebook. <laughs> so what do you do with the rest of the pages? So then, so then what I used to do is try and wind it back yeah. up into yeah. place, but yeah. you'd have to keep manipulating that pot because the, it's flattened at the top. So yeah. you have to keep manipulating that I know. Part. Yeah. And, oh, man. I've done that before. Ugh. School's very boring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what school is anymore. <laughs> What's another one, Marv? Well, that one leads nicely into one uh, of, of Louise's, actually, where she says people drop in litter, especially when there's a bin nearby. Oh, yes. That drives me crazy i have literally picked up other people's trash and thrown it out in front of their faces i've been so angry about it that those are my karen moments about the environment literally there's a trash can on the corner this guy's standing outside of the bodega and he throws his cigarette carton down like in the pathway of people walking and i looked at him and i looked at him as i was picking it up (laughs) and i shook it in my hand like a total like you know Making my point. And yep. I said, do you want me to throw this away over here? 
(laughs) (laughs) And he was like, oh, sorry. And I was like, it's just, you know, trash can. It's our neighborhood. That's all. It's just our neighborhood. It's It's fine. What what gets my goat about the littering is the things that society has decided is not even littering. Like yeah. cigarette butts. Oh my gosh, it's I just, know. It's yeah. just common for everybody to just flick their cigarette. And I'm like, that's litter. You're litter. throwing garbage on the ground. You can't do that. Why is that okay? But everybody seems fine. Or not everybody, but the smokers who yeah. smoke, they seem fine with just flicking their cigarettes everywhere. And I just want it's madness to me. Yeah. The things that we've agreed are like, don't count as litter. And I'm like, it's right. just litter. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh man, that's infuriating. Yeah, totally. Totally. That really drives me nuts. I had, um, even on the subway, I had some kids that were throwing, it was like a, a tinfoil, threw some tinfoil on the ground. And I was so mad. I was so mad. I just, I think I picked up, I can't remember what I said to these kids, but I said something. Anyway. <laughs> Good. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, you know what? It, it 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 it's already unnerving enough how much of nature we've paved over. Yeah, like we as a society have like paved, li- and that's a, another version of littering right there. You know, do we yeah. need this many parking lots? Yeah. Do we need this many roads? Do we need this large of a system where it's like? Uh, where are the deer gonna go? And so much shopping is done online now that yeah. it's so frustrating to look at all the space we've given to shopping malls and parking lots. And you're like, we can do all of this online. We don't need. And we can use that space for something else. That could have been a park. It could have been there a could park. Be children it could have been there. There could yeah. be bird watching there. But instead, we put a parking lot. Yeah, it could and be now youth it's centers. Just... It could be like theaters. It could be so many different things. Yeah, like yeah. we don't even consider some littering but I do and yeah. we put it everywhere and I'm just stop paving over nature yeah Ugh. that does that really does get our goat that that the recycling thing really gets me the thing I also don't like is um, the open face trash cans I like having trash cans on the corners because yep. then then you can put it if you have something you know sometimes I put it in my bag if I can of course I, I will not litter because it drives me nuts um, but I will put it in the trash can on the corner however if there is no lid the wind picks it out of the trash can and blows it all over the city so yes. like we, there are you know there's a point in the, oh, the I've lived in this neighborhood for quite some time and there was a point where I got so excited because I was like we've got fancy trash cans now <laughs> <laughs> we have a trash can that has a little bit of a cover this is perfect yeah you know because in Midtown they have the nice solar powered yes. ones that are like a mini trash compactor yes. that like actually has a pull down bar it's like a you know, a bear-proof sort of bar. You pull right. it down, put the trash in, and then it has a solar-powered trash compactor right there. Yeah, that's wow. wonderful. But, but yeah. short of that, now we have the ones that just have like a little flying saucer over the top, right. so it's still open air, <laughs> but like a little bit protected. But at least it won't blow everywhere until you know. Then it overflows because people, you know, they don't change the trash. No, I just I just use the blue trash cans on the corner. What blue? The one what are with you the pull-down bar, and you put the trash in. Oh, yeah, when you can find and them. And it says USPS on the side. No, Bob! What are you talking about? You can't use the post office for a trash can. <laughs> no, it's where letters go. I would be so mad if someone put a soda... Oh, you can't do that anymore. They've actually adjusted... Um, they've adjusted the, the letter. The mail slot, yeah. yeah. the mail slot. Yeah. Ew, could you imagine, though, if someone put a soda in a in a mail slot? This is New York City. I think that happened a lot. I think that's why they changed... Oh, my gosh, you're totally right. <laughs> You're totally right. That's crazy. Yeah. 
People are idiots. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the thing is, the thing is, Marv, with the, the solar panel trash cans, since they are in Midtown, they're usually really gross. So you can't, like, observe them in their marvel of solar panel combustibleness. Yeah, they're you know? sticky with trash they're on just, the top and all around. Disgusting looking that you think it's a trash can with the handle. Yeah, there's like, <laughs> there's some sort of dried sticky substance on the top that's blocking the solar panels from the sun. Like, yeah, they, they got gross over, over time. We tried. <laughs> we tried. There, there was an effort to beautify the city and the city did what the city does best. Yes. Absorbed it into the mold of festering humanity that yes. it is. Yes, the plague. And <laughs> I'm going to segue your comment just now into another uh, gripe from... from I, t- I told you that Sam wrote in a lot of... Uh, Amazing! <laughs> yeah, thanks for all the input. Got, and he said, yeah. so I'm guessing that uh, those solar-powered uh, bins will not work because... Sometimes because of a gripe that he has, which is people sticking chewing gum all over mm. the place. Oh my gosh! Well, you've just cracked Grumble Goat episode one. Yes, our yes. first episode was about gum, and yes. I have already mentioned that I despise gum. But and not not even just people sticking it everywhere. Just I hate the chompy, chewy, smackiness of gum in people's mouths. I hate it everywhere. But yes, who decided it was fine to stick it on the underside of a table before yeah. you eat? Yeah. Where did that habit come from? Like I get maybe a five year old child did that once and was like, <laughs> okay, I, here's a convenient place to put it. But then somehow that idea spread to the yeah. world. What but is that's this a, madness? That's a malicious idea because if a five-year-old was doing it, they'd put it on top of the table. Okay, <laughs> someone who doesn't want you to know it's there puts it on the underside. Mm. They're like, "Oh, I'm sneaky gum." Gum is another thing away. that people just throw on the sidewalk. They're yeah. just, "I'm done with this now," and just hawk it right onto the sidewalk. And then now it's on our shoe, yeah. and we're stuck to the sidewalk, and we're yeah. trying to walk. But the you know the bottom of our soul keeps you. In, <laughs> Yeah, as you're trying yes. to walk, and oh, it's maddening. And also, how rude to put <laughs> glue, a glue. How rude to put gum on a solar panel. Like yeah. that is just that is that is like disrespect. That's that's a middle finger <laughs> yes. to Mother Nature. To Mother Nature, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, you're like rubber. Not, not only am I littering, but I'm blocking the one thing that's trying to prevent global warming from yeah. doing its job by blocking the sun yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Ugh. Yeah, that's no good. Gum. gum. Why do people chew gum? I mean, it's the most anticlimactic food you can think of. You put it in your mouth and it immediately <laughs> loses its flavor. And all you're doing is smacking the rubber ball in your mouth. Ugh. Gum is just awful. What, yeah. what are we doing? I don't know. Wait, find something to eat. What, why, do you, why does your mouth have to move I like mean, that? It's well, not satisfying. With the masks, I have noticed I do enjoy chewing a little bit of gum when I have my mask on. Because <laughs> I'm at work for a significant amount of time. Well, that's not because that way, if you try and spit it out, it just ends up right back in your mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, you like it because you don't like the smell of your breath. Yeah, and I want to work on the secret plaque. Yeah, 
<laughs> For more on the secret plaque, tune in to Grumble Goat episode one. We have improved the sound since that episode. Yes. <laughs> we were still learning. <laughs> yeah, we were still learning the ins and out of recording sound. Yes. Which is more complicated than you think it is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. G'day, g'day. This is Matty C from the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast way down in Australia. And we love getting to listen to Marv meet new podcasters from all over the world here on the Pods Like Us podcast. I will say that uh, that is my, um, uh, should we say, gross-out moment in the film Elf. The gun. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! What happened in the gum? I don't remember the, the gum part of Elf. I'll let you, I'll let you tell it. Mark. So it's it's almost at the beginning of uh, when he first goes to New York before he's actually gone to the Empire State Building to go and see James Kahn and is uh, is actually at the subway picking the gum from underneath the <laughs> the rails and eating the gum from the rails. Yes. That's like a whole montage of <laughs> and, the and sugar. And I'm looking at that and that, that bit just makes me Oh, 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 that's terrible. <laughs> Why would you even want to make a joke out of that? It's oh, gross. I love that. It's awful. <laughs> that's like that's like in Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory when he's like the schnozberries taste like schnozberries and then licking the wallpaper. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just oh, the sidewalks are made out of candy in New York City. Just <laughs> <laughs> grabbing comedy. Yes, oh, Will Ferrell's so funny to oh, me. I think he man. is so funny. I just reached. I just watched him in, um, or we just watched him in Eurovision. We watched that not too long ago. I thought that was so funny. It was the Icelandic. Go on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was very funny. Mm. Yeah, the Icelandic musician one. Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. So, what have we got next? Oh. Yep, Stone from Xander and Stone again. She says she hates when people don't say words correctly. Like, she, she said a lot of people oh my gosh. with her use the word supposedly instead mm. of supposedly. And library mm. instead of library. Mm-hmm. Oh my yes. gosh. This, this, yes. 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 This is so grating to me. I yes. hate when people say the word espresso. Oh, yeah. Like yes. espresso with it. it it's, instead it, of espresso. It's like they're making an incidental double entendre. Mm. But, but it, it just, it's just so. But they're to not. Me. Yeah, they're just yeah. saying it wrong. Or, or when somebody says especially. Yeah. Oh, especially. Oh, yeah. That or my big one is exactly. If someone says exactly, it like really grinds my ears. Which is weird because that's the correct pronunciation. No, no, it's not. Exactly. You should say exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Right. How exactly. do you say exactly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he just punched the T. No, but he didn't. Okay. He didn't right. say exactly. Oh, so you're allowed to have a T. You just yes. can't. You just you can't. can't say act. You can't. You can't really chew Ex- on that T. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't elongate the T. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's also like... Yes. Like, and that ah sound is also like just hard on the ears. Let me throw another one at you. Irregardless. 
Oh, irregardless. Ooh, I, I yes. hate irregardless. People, people mean to say regardless, and then they add an extra syllable because they want to sound smart, so they say irregardless. But irregardless, if you follow that train, actually means specifically regarding. <laughs> <laughs> and we already have a word for that. It's called regarding. So if it's regarding, you don't need to say irregardless. You can say regarding. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when people use double, double negatives as well. I'm trying to think now when, but that that irritates the hell out of me as well. I, yes. yes, people 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 have this strange habit sometimes of asking a question in the negative mm, and totally. then expecting your answer to relate to as if they asked the question in the positive. Yes, you have that problem when you go to like Dunkin' Donuts or yeah. something. Like I'll, I'll say, "Can I get a coffee with a cream?" and they'll say, "No sugar." And that's their question, no sugar. And when I say yes, they add sugar, thinking that I'm saying yes to sugar, not yes to no sugar. Right. So then I have to spell it out for them. I have to say, yes, no sugar. Right. You have to yeah. complete the sentence. Yeah. You can't um, just respond. Um, and then, you know, people will ask questions with words like aren't, which is negative, like aren't you hungry or oh, aren't yeah. you cold? And they'll expect you to answer like Yes, as in yes, I'm cold, mm-hmm. as opposed to yes, I'm not cold. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's just it's just, the way the the way people use negatives, and it, and, it, and these are colloquial habits. And I know that it's not you know it's not like a person making a mistake. It's how we phrase things. But it irks me. Just, my brain tries to wrap around these negatives, and I'm like, yeah, it does not compute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, I mean the, because. And me and my sister argue about this all the time. Uh, my sister is a linguistic anthropologist. And so okay. she studies the way cultures use language. And I, like, I studied theater and performance. And I studied Shakespeare and, like, enunciation and diction. And so I feel that there are rules to grammar and, and rules to the English language that have to be followed. And she's like, no, as long as communication is happening, that's successful language. Mm. So we argue about this all the time. She'll be like, just because somebody asks a question in the negative, it, it, it how the message was received is more important than whether it was worded correctly. Mm. And so like, we, we just, we can't agree on this. Yeah. It's like you're, you're stressing the efficiency of the language and she's saying, no, it's still successful because of how it was received but you're like but they could have said it in a better way yeah yeah i'll be like they, sh- they should have said it better and she'll be like irregardless oh my you gosh. understood what they meant <laughs> but is irregardless an actual word in no. the dictionary are we no. sure about that no it's of not. it's not a word. Oh, okay it doesn't mean anything it's gibberish i don't know mariah carey has a song called irregardless and she sings it beautifully because irregardless. No, it doesn't sound like that. Something else. <laughs> I, I started and I was like, nope, nope, not, not, that's not how that sounds. <laughs> anyway, I do like the song. But once you told me it wasn't a word, it really messed up me listening to it. But oh. then again, there, yeah. there are lots of songs where they use words that don't exist. I mean, you know, Mary Poppins, yes. for instance. Is it that one or is it, you know... Which one is yeah, it? Super, super califragilistic. Expialidocious, even though. Wait. Super califragilistic, expialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Do you know the words? Super califragilistic, expialidocious. It's like, you gonna let me do this by myself? 
<laughs> that was wonderful. No, I that, I don't think that word's in the dictionary either. No. no. But <laughs> speaking of people singing songs, when I was in choir practice in like sixth grade, my choir teacher brought this to my attention when he said, it's called you, not chew. So, so many people sing these songs and they're like, I love you. What? Yes. It's not you. They say, it's not, I love you. They say, chew. I don't know if it's a way to like make the vowel sound different or like whatever, but there's so many songs that they say chew and not you. Chew. Oh, chew. Like chew. Chew got what I need. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, see, I said it exactly, <laughs> not exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you'll notice it now. Now, once you like hear it, then you'll be like, "Oh, they said chew." You know, hmm. I, um, as as somebody that works in the service industry, I have a, a, a habit that um, I feel offends people, and I don't mean it this way. But I pronounce the word "either" as "either," whereas uh. most people around pronounce it "either." Yeah. So when I so as a server, if I say, "Oh, would you like the fish or chicken?" and somebody says to me, "Neither," oh. I want to repeat to them and verify that I heard them correctly, and I'll say, "Neither," and they think that I'm correcting their grammar. Oh, and weird. so then they say with a really weird expression, "Neither," and I'm like, "Oh, I wasn't." <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird response, though. It's <laughs> still a weird response to say neither. Like, are you sure you don't want any of the chicken? Do you well, want beef I, instead? That, that was just a random example off right, the top of my head. Right, but, right, right. but it'd be more like, oh, oh, I'll take a cup of coffee. Okay, do you want cream or sugar? Yeah. Neither. Neither. <laughs> These sorts of things. Sure. Anyway, I don't know. This might be too difficult well, that's to explain. Like, that's like aunt and aunt. Do you say aunt? I say aunt. Do you say aunt? I'd say aunt. We're talking about the bugs? No, we're talking about your uncles and aunts. No, you know, one time, speaking of my aunts, I, I remember this time when I I said the word vase. Right. But they said vase. Yeah, you say vase. And I said vase. And I don't know why. I was like nine years old. I don't know why I was saying vase. Maybe uh -huh. I just heard it for the first time. Uh -huh. But then my aunts were all just like making fun of me. Oh, my God. Oh, Matt, Matt got a new vase. Oh, Matt, put the vase over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that's, early, the... that's like you say tomato and I say tomato. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, Absolutely. right, right. Yeah. George, George Gershwin. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Classic. You say potato and I say potato. 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 Say... potato. Uh, wait, just a uh, quick aside. Um, one time I did see somebody audition with that song. Oh, my god! But gosh. they didn't know the show. What? And apparently, they just, I don't know. They must have just read the lyrics. Oh, and people they are so it stupid. Like, I say tomato, and you say tomato, <gasps> tomato, 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 tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so mortifying for them. Oh, everyone behind the table knew it, and they're just waiting for them to leave to laugh. Oh, that's awful. Could you imagine? Oh, oh my gosh. Goodness gracious. Always read the play. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've got Louise in Louise's you left her. That's great. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's madness. 
Yeah, pronouncing things incorrectly. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we we touched when we when we recorded the February ep- episode. We did touch on some of that stuff, but you know, when we record, we talk for a, a longer period of time, and then you know, Matt ferociously cuts for comedy and of the fun things that we say. But um, but yes, that's definitely speaking definitely. of pronouncing things incorrectly i'm gonna nerd out on you guys real quick that, okay yeah there was uh there was a star trek movie it was one of the later ones with the next generation cast okay where i don't remember which jj abrams cast? no 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 no, oh, okay. no no the next generation cast you know captain jean-luc picard and all um john and stewart it, it was right? it, it was about yeah. the borg i don't remember the title of the film but it was Patrick, one of the Patrick later stewart. star trek what sorry i had to get there i had to get there okay i'm ready <laughs> and uh the borg got um um Scotty. Oh, my, my brain is malfunctioning. The Borg. Data. Data, thank you. Data. The Borg okay. got Data. <laughs> and, and so Data was now part of, part of the Borg collective. Oh. And, and he says to, I forget who he says it to, but he says, resistance is futile. Mm. And yes. I, being a Star Trek fan, was sitting there being like, Mah. that's not how the Borg say it. <gasps> They say resistance is futile. Oh, yeah, that's yes, what I thought. And so, and so it turned out that Data was lying. He was <gasps> playing the part. Oh, my gosh. He was a double agent. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Even I picked up on Didn't Picard pick up on that in the film? And that's how he knew that, that Data was not taken over. Not functioning. Here I was trying to nerd out on you, and you know the film better than I do. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, oh, I dear. would guess. He's a smarty. He's a smarty, and I even picked up on it right now when you said it. I was like, that's oh, you, not how even they you say did? it. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. I failed, guys. I was trying to. Anyway, speaking of mispronouncing things, that worked in the conversation. Oh, totally. I mispronounce words all the time. That, that's also why I've already had two Star Trek related shows as guests before as well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Star Trek. All right. I don't know. Do you have any more more grumbles for us? What are we? There are so many grumbles. Oh, of course there are. Another one from Sam is unnecessary love stories in an action film. Oh, that's interesting. Now, hang on. We need some humanity, don't we? Well, it depends on what kind. Like, just because the giant dinosaur is fighting the giant robot doesn't mean I need a little human connection every once in a while. Yes. Um, I agree with him. In one of the Avengers movie, they gave the Hulk, right? No, not the Hulk, right? No. Yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk. The yeah, Hulk the big guy. and yeah. um, Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah. A yeah. love story. They were like in love with each other in a movie. Yeah. And that was out of left field to me. I was like, why is this happening? Yeah. Like she's like a badass, like Russian, like spy turned Avenger thing. And he's like a green giant that smashes things. Yeah, but, but like he's built. super smart doctor, you know. I mean, you see it, right? No, it's it didn't make any sense. It monster. was like totally out of left field that they were in a relationship. And I was like, did I miss something from the first movie? I mean, what do you think he means when he says Hulk smash? And it was like... And it's like they were it's like she was the Yeah. And she like had to bring it like that was the the 
the whole thing, like she brought him back to, I don't know. So yeah, I, it unnecessarily, well, and also actually for a women protagonist in the, you know, star, I would say star Wars series in the superheroes, like why does a woman need a love story to make her interesting? Like wonder woman. I was so excited about wonder woman and the sequel to come back out. And I love, I love Chris Pine. Okay. I want Chris Pine in the movie just as much as you do, but he didn't need to be there. You know, it was, it was, it was very strange to make the first half of the movie just justifying Chris Pine being in the movie. Yeah! Because he had died 80 died. years previous to the movie. Yes! Like, I mean, the, the character, not the but actor. But, like, Wonder Woman is yeah. supposed to be so strong. Why do she, why did we... For to show a weakness within her, why does it have to be a relationship? Why does it why does it have to be a romantic thing? Why can't it be something else? Yeah, you she, know? she just couldn't let go of the love of her life that she let go of 80 years ago. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Clearly has been running, like, you know... In the it was just history so museum mad or something. that that movie was like it, Ugh, it was, they, I mean they jumped was, through so many hoops just to get like just the 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 logic hour. of the movie made no sense just to justify yes. Chris being in the movie. An hour into the movie, we find out who the villain maybe be and <laughs> is like what the plot is going to maybe be an hour um, in. No, I agree that, that sometimes love stories are jammed into what should be an action story or what should be a story that's not focused on romance or whatever. But I also argue that in some of these action films, they try and jam plot in there mm. when all they really want to do is show a giant monkey fighting a giant Godzilla, like right. a giant dinosaur, you know? Like, it's okay if that's all the movie is. Like, I'll watch an hour and a half of two giant monsters fighting each other. I'm cool with that. I don't know. I think I want substance, you know? I really, like, need to know what Godzilla's motivation was. Well, in this movie, you didn't watch it with me, but in this movie, <laughs> there was a deaf little girl that taught him sign language. Oh, that's right. So that you was, told me that. <laughs> that was his motivation. Oh, it's like a Congo moment. That's just, uh, sorry, that's a spoiler <laughs> moment for anybody that's about to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong. Is that even the title of the film? I don't I know. I might have got it backwards. Oh. <laughs> I think he just had a stomach ache and was like, I'm grumpy. Let's have a fight. <laughs> Hangry. But what's another one, Marv? Another one that Sam came in with, came gave to me, which was um, not not thanking um, you know bus drive, coach drivers or or people like taxi drivers or anybody either, and just getting out without saying anything or acknowledging that they're doing a job that's important or anything. Now, when it comes yes. to, when it comes to a taxi driver, it's like that's a one-on-one situation. Mm-hmm. That, that you should definitely be saying thank you, like oh, because you're yeah. directly interacting with that person. Yeah. Now, a bus driver, on the other hand, mm. I love thanking a bus driver for the I ride. I do too, because they're not expecting that. No, <laughs> they're not expecting that. And so you come at them with a thanks for the ride, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that made my day. Yeah, they do get excited yeah. about they zone, that. You know, they're just like anybody else on the road, you know, they're zoning out a little bit. They're just yeah. they're just grinding through the minutes of the day, and they get a little thank you, and they're like, yeah, oh, that's right, I'm doing favors for people. Yeah. That's a, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I like to thank the MTA workers that are cleaning the subway. Absolutely. I always yes. thank them, and I don't get necessarily the best response back, <laughs> but I think I did. I think they did appreciate that I said thank you. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some are like, Meh. <laughs> and some are like, thank you. Yeah, have a nice day. You know. Yeah. But yes, thankless jobs like picking up the roadkill off the the road, the side of the road. That is a thankless job. 
Well, yeah, but that, you know, that's that's like free groceries for the week. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like, what's for dinner? Uh, Don't worry, I brought something home. Oh my gosh, it's like a dead raccoon or something. (laughs) Just thinking raccoon as well. I don't know why. Amazing. (laughs) Raccoon and fries. Yeah, raccoon and fries. Oh, wonderful. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dirty jobs. That was that was uh, was like a reality TV show for a while. Yeah, Over dirty here jobs. It was yeah. dirty jobs. So he would go around, basically all the thankless jobs that people have to do. You have to have to get done. Yeah. And every time I see like roadkill on the side of the road, I'm like, oh, they didn't do it yet. They didn't go around and pick up all the dead animals. I saw I saw a picture on the internet of um, it, it was it was um, it was titled "Not My Job." And oh. it was it was a picture of a road that the guy was going down painting the line down the middle of the road uh-huh. and he had painted right over a dead raccoon. Oh no. It's, like, it's, like, it's not my job. He just kept <laughs> he just kept painting down the middle of the road. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, my boundaries are not picking up dead animals off the road. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't you feel bad putting that machine, running that machine over the dead raccoon? Yeah, he like double deaded him. Double deaded. <laughs> yeah. Double double dead. Double dead. Yeah, that's like double down on move. his kill. Yeah. Yeah. Finish him. <laughs> Knock out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We have fun in in our house. (laughs) Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys Podcast, and you are listening to Marv Smooth on the Pods Like Us Podcast. Check him out. Adam and Craig. Oh, so Adam from Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema, he says that his co-host, Craig, has a... uh, Hatred for mm. snow globes. Oh, I hate for snow globes. Yeah, he really despises goodness. snow globes, but he doesn't know. <gasps> his, his colleague Adam doesn't know why. That's really I... strange. Does he feel like the people in those little villages are trapped in there? Oh my god! Like it's always cold there. What a sad world when is it's it, always cold. Is it always? Cold or is it just glitter? Now the snow globe. I'm picturing the snow globe, and I'm. This is, I think, the world's first GIF. Oh, yes. an animated picture. It's like the world's first yes. GIF. Yes. Yeah, you just have to shake it a little bit, and then yeah. it's snowing. Yeah, I've always liked snow globes. I think they're great. I mean, it gives you eight seconds of entertainment. What's the not like? Well, that's the thing. I also love snow globes because I like that. But then I get a little sad when it's not moving. So when the snow does, when it does stop snowing, I get a little sad. Yeah. You know, we're trained that way from a young age. We're trained to love snow days. We get off school. If it keeps snowing, if it snows too much, we can take the sled down the hill. Right. Like, we're trained to love excessive snow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or at least we were when we were kids. You know what? 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 What you need to do is get like one of those paint can shakers Uh and put put your snow globe in there, Uh and then you have endless snow. It's like a blizzard in there. 
What are you talking about? The paint can shaker. In the snow globe? No, put the snow globe in the paint can shaker. Like that, like the snow globe is the top of the paint can shaker. You, are you talking about a paint can? I don't understand what you're talking about. It's the, paint okay, can shaker. You know shaker. when you go to Home Depot and yeah. you ask for a certain color yeah. and they put the dye in the paint yeah. and then they close the lid yeah. and then they put it in a... Ah, uh, shaker. <laughs> but they don't really shake it. They like stir it. No, it's a... It, oh, okay. It's oh. like a really old washing machine that's oh. off balance or drying machine that's off balance, you know? I feel you do like... that and it'll endless snow. Yeah, but then it like moves and then that's like a little sexy. Why is it like that... Like a, the... a moving snow globe is a little sexy. A moving snow globe? Yeah. One, one that's experiencing a, yes. like a, a nine on the Richter scale earthquake? <laughs> yes. When it's like... You're like... That's giving someone pleasure. Wait, here's what I don't understand. You get, you, you get a snow globe that's like a little bit older, and it's got that bubble at the top. I know. They Where's also have a bubble, bubble, though. Where does that bubble come from? No, they need a bubble. You need a little air in no, there, No, but I like think. the older it gets, like the bigger the bubble grows. Oh, and it's like, do you think the water disintegrates? But where? How? It just like, evaporates. It evaporates. Hole, but if, if it, it's a sealed system, right? Do you think it's leaking? It's no, not leaking. I don't think it's leaking. It has to evaporate. What kind of water do you put in one of those things? Distilled water. No. It has to be some kind of... Do you of... think it's vodka? I don't know, Marv. Do you know? <laughs> I, I want do you know what liquid they put in a snow globe? So I can just smash the things open and get a drink. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, because it's like it's all preserved, right? Like, you don't see any seaweed growing in there. There's no, no... The, you're right. It doesn't... It's not green. It doesn't turn green. Yeah, there's no algae. They so, have to put something in there. Maybe it's just rubbing alcohol. Uh, no, but then it would evaporate if it's alcohol. But, wait, but it's a sealed system. Mm. How's it evaporating? I don't, don't know. What do they use as snow? No is it styrofoam? It wait, you're telling me that it's not snow that's in the globe? No! You know there's no snow in the globe. It's not snow. What do you, you think no, it is? It oh, can't. you know what it is? Good. It's those little pieces of paper that come off the notebook paper. <laughs> that is, it's yes. a little piece. No, and then it get mushy. <laughs> That's where they all go. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snow globe manufacturer. Um, <laughs> interesting. That's so weird. Night. <laughs> um, that's so fascinating I want this person who I don't know that has a hatred of snow globes to be like the little boy in a Christmas movie that like something happened to a snow globe and now yeah, he like a, can't look at a snow globe ever again I'm so curious about that's a really this, strong character choice the story behind the hatred this person of this. hates snow globes right. like, what, what PTSD happened? did they suffer that the I know. snow globe did, did one of their parents give them this snow globe and then the other parent was jealous of the other parent and so they shipped the snow globe away and the child never saw the snow globe anymore maybe maybe at some point they they um they had a uh, a hamster uh. it was in a hamster wheel oh no yeah. i don't like where this is going <laughs> okay <laughs> yes and i was I, I don't know they put this I, you I put it in the snow globe i know where you were going with the hamster <laughs> you were gonna murder it with that liquid in there they only have a he only has a little bubble to breathe 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. What a strange uh, character choice <laughs> to hate snow globes. Snow globes. Like it's it's like you know when when you're meeting a new group of people and they're yeah. like, oh, let's go around the circle and say an interesting thing about everybody. And yeah. he, he it got to him and he had no idea what to say, so he just like looked around the room and was like, uh, I hate snow globes. Snow globe. <laughs> um, there is a Christmas movie with Christina Emilian and it is called Snow Globe and it is one of my favorites. Yeah. Just because it's a silly Christmas movie, you know. Yeah. What did they use for snow in that movie? Ah, uh, sheets of plastic maybe. Oh. I have no idea. Microplastics. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. microplastics. They used microplastics. Oh, probably. Yeah. Oh, they probably used all those things, yeah. huh? And now I guess microplastics are in our DNA? Is uh, that what's that's happening? what I hear. We're all hear a little it. synthetic now. <laughs> I feel like we've always been a little synthetic in the modern age. Um, but that, that brings me to my question of how this person feels about trinkets. Because a snow globe is like a trinket, like like I a wonder, magnet that you buy on vacation. Yeah, I wonder if they know? have like a glass menagerie. Yes. Well, they, they clearly they don't because <laughs> they don't like them. But yes. But, but like they, they like to them, putting something inside glass is sacrilege. Uh, the oh. figure itself should be just formed out of glass yes what is it maybe they only like maracas uh-huh and so like the maracas you shake and it makes sound and so he's shaking these snow globes being like it's not doing the rhythmic sound oh they do shake a little yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you shake them yeah. They do make that sound. No, that's the maracas. Oh, I thought you were talking about a snow globe. What kind of snow globes make noise? S- snow globes can make noise. The ones you wind at the bottom. Well, that's a music. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a music. I don't know what, why I said it like that. What do you think maracas are? Well, no, that is music, <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I think you can make music from anything. Yeah? Yeah, it's got to be creative. Okay. Let's make music from gum we find on the streets. I think you could I think you could make music from the initial response that you have when you see gum on the street. Then you could make a whole song out of that. There's a show I did uh, in college called All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Okay. Which is a great lesson for somebody that's paying for college to learn. <laughs> but it's called All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Sure. And they have a song that's called... Um, it's called like oops or something like that. Okay. But it's all just um, noises we make put to music. So oh, it's like how about that? oops, uh-huh, uh-oh. And all the and oh. this, those noises on repeat. And so you have a chorus of people singing these like just random noises we make ah. in conversation. And it's a cute song. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. What do you think the people inside the snow globe are talking about? <laughs> Snowed out today? <laughs> Is it snowing? Is yep. it snowing? <laughs> Is it snowing out there, Tom? Is it I'm going to kill there? you, Jim. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> One of these days, hmm. Jim. Why, yeah, yeah. Snow globes. So I'm very curious about this person now. Doesn't like snow globes. I wonder if, like, every day for them is, like, tomorrow's Christmas. <laughs> I know. And then, uh, Tragic. But then, but then it never, never comes because they're just always Christmas. preparing for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How do you feel about snow globes? I think they're great. I think they're fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right? <laughs> they always bring like a little a joy. version of that, uh, that um, 
oh, what was that streaming service that that that, that lasted for about three up three or four months, and then the, and then mm. and, and then the COVID happened and it, and it went down under because people weren't bothered about watching six, 60 second films. What was that? Oh, oh yes, what was that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember what that was called. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that was very short-lived. Yes. Yeah. Because the idea was that it was oh, for people no. to watch little short films because they didn't have the time for because of work. And then when it started, yeah. basically within a week or two of the of it starting the service, uh, COVID happened and everybody went into lockdown. And nobody, everybody right. had too much time to watch short videos, so it went yeah, we, out to service. All of a sudden, there were time for full-length movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's wild. That, exactly. No, it's weird totally. that we simultaneously have time to binge-watch Netflix shows, and at the same time, have no time because we're constantly busy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This yeah, is it's, it's interesting because, yes, and so podcast. many and people, when they commute, that's like when they listen to podcasts. Mar. Mar. It's kind of fascinating that when people stop commuting, you know, people stop listening to podcasts, too. You know? Or, or may- maybe they just don't like us. <laughs> or maybe they didn't like us. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Well, who hasn't got 15, 16 minutes in a day to listen to, to, to your podcast? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, yeah. We, I mean, I we we definitely have a short format. Yeah. And I mean, I love short for, because I love. There's several podcasts I listen to that are like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, I love that. I love getting in and out, having like a story, having you know felt something, learned something, and then out. And so I, when when we were starting Grumble Code, I was mm-hmm. like, I want it to be quick. I want it to be funny. I want yeah. it to be a topic everybody can laugh about, and then just go right to the next. Yeah. You know? Like just just quick format i love that format and we've definitely gotten a lot of feedback from that and that's one of the things that people really like about it is that it is shorter which no. this episode won't that's be. good no but this is a different kind of podcast <laughs> it's, it's. which is so great thank you very much so matt has segued wonderfully there explaining about your show so how do you record the show and then how do you edit the show um, yeah, well, we record the show um, at my computer when it's just the two of us. Yeah. Uh, we we have two microphones and we sit as far apart for as possible. But like, um, we turn on the lamps and make the room nice and dim. And uh, we just, set the just, scene. Yeah, we set the, the scene mood. and we just we, we try and make it nice and intimate, even though we try and sit as far apart as possible and just have a, a intimate conversation where we, you know. Like, just learn about what um, each other feels about this topic. Uh, well, I mean, first it starts with whoever's doing the grumble, usually me, yes. recording by themselves for a few minutes. And then we come together and then we grumble about it. Um, and the, the topic is a secret, but then it comes out in the conversation and we get to the bottom of that. And, you know, we usually record for maybe 45 minutes. And then um, the show is pretty heavily edited. Uh, so any explanatory stuff, like mm-hmm. if we're like, explaining the way something works or the plot of a show. I edit that right out. We, we, we don't want any information in the show. We just want um, the meandering topics. We like the comedy. So I edit it down to 15 minutes because, like I said, I love the format. So every episode's about 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that short format. I love uh, just hit the joke and get out. So yeah. uh, we do edit away when we 
linger too long on a topic or get too explainy rather than jokey about yeah. it. So I do take those moments out just to keep it keep it nice and lighthearted for the audience. Yeah. Because I want people to listen and follow the train of thought and get lost with us on a topic. So I cut out a lot of that. Yes. It usually takes you a couple days to edit because you like to like sit with it for for a day or two. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the initial edits about information and then the next day I'll come back to it and, you know, edit the, the, the tight edits that make it, um, make it seem sharper than our conversation actually is. Right. <laughs> yes. But it's, it sounds like you're just basically um, just talking freely and there's no structure to the, to the discussion or anything. It's just whatever is said is said there at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have a, a phrase that I tell our guests. I say, follow the white rabbit. Um, so Veronique yeah. often makes connections to things that a, a rational person normally wouldn't. And so <laughs> she'll just say the most non sequitur thing. And I always tell my guests, forget whatever argument you were making and just ask her about that and just follow that white rabbit. Always go with the conversation rather than trying to keep the conversation on topic because we like that meandering randomness to it. Yes, and I think, you know, in the beginning when we were coming up with the concept and also feeling feeling out the um, flavor and the color of, of our episodes and, you know, our podcast, uh, it took us a minute to kind of get the dynamic, like, yes, we are together and, you know, we have a lovely dynamic between the two of us, but on a professional level, you know, it is, it is a performance and both of us are performers and actors and we've had a significant amount of training. So it's, yes, it's an open conversation, but it is an improv conversation and it, and it is very active when we're talking to each other. So, you know, we may have an occasional margarita while we're talking, but, um, it is very, very active and it's up, you know, a yeah. couple, a couple we, times during the quarantine, I got a little relaxed because I was, you know, it was quarantine and it was crazy. People were dying, you know, and, um, you know, Matt had to remind me, it's like, it is a performance. Like, no, we're, we're doing this. Yeah, and sit up, no lounging down. Yeah, no lounging. No petting with the cat, no I, petting the cat in your lap. Yes, no, none of that. No, we're cat, sitting up. Cat likes to come and uh, we do, hang we do. Out. We do start our recording sessions with warm-up games. Yes, we always so we have do, warm-ups. Yeah, we do improv warm-ups to warm up our brain and um, get our energy up mm-hmm. and get our focus up and get our listening yeah. and reactions up. Yeah, so we start with improv games because it's a performance for yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, you know, so many things happen to us throughout the day that we don't want to take our – we don't want to bring our day into the work. We want the work to, to speak for itself. Um, and that's how we're able to do that. Well, I think you do a great job. It comes across very well. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah, and it's fun because, like, some episodes, it's interesting, the episodes that we don't think are going to really punch come out to be these little beautiful gems. Um, yeah, our latest episode 
we we had a busy week this week. Yeah. Uh, she had full time at work, and I was expecting bad side effects from the vaccine, and I had uh, surgery, and it was yep. just a tough week. So we had to cram in an episode, and I was like, uh, I wasn't worried about it. I was like, all right, well, it, yeah. it might be a blow off episode, and it's it's called National Day Calendar, and Veronique <laughs> yes. grumbles about all the random n- holidays, like with National Grilled Cheese Day. National Tuesday Appreciation Wednesday. Right. All sorts of random holidays we have in our calendar that just make the calendar chock full. And so, and it ended up just being one of our favorite episodes. It's so delightful. Yeah, I was listening to it and I was like, you know what, this is a gem. Like, how silly is this? You know, at one point I just start listing. And in the grumble, (laughs) so I, I was laughing when Matt came in to check on me. You know, it'd been like 10 minutes and he's like, are you... Are you ready? You got it? You know, it's like, yeah, I think I got it, you know? And then he comes in, I'm just smiling at him, and I'm thinking to myself, he's either going to love me after this or hate me after listening to what I just did in this microphone. <laughs> I was like, and the bets are on. Like, uh, yes. and it, it turned out well. He liked it. He liked what I did, but it was just really funny. I, 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 loved, I loved that episode. I was, I was uh, walking around the... Um, in, around the supermarket listening to that episode and I just thought you're right there's a day for absolutely everything and it's and, and I was thinking you know what you were saying about National Siblings Day I thought haven't they got birthdays I already send them cards for the birthdays why do they need another day oh it's wonderful that's an awesome point yes that is a beautiful point yeah yeah. They have birthdays. Yeah. So, so I mean, Grumble Goat is, uh, it, it's, um, you know, it's like, it's about grumbling and it's about uh, grievances, but it's yeah. also like, it's just a joy. And it's so much fun that even when we're like strapped for time, we're like, let's just sit down and yeah. do a quick episode. That's, that's the joy of it. That's why we started doing it. Like yes. that's those moments, those conversations are part of yes the, you know our relationship absolutely like, it's just wonderful. and and it was also a way to stay creative you know we, like i said we are performers and there are times where you don't have a gig right you know you audition yep. you get a you book something but then there are times that you don't and what can what can we do as as entertainers and artists to fuel that passion within us to keep us auditioning to keep us going after these things and, and working the muscle, because if you don't work the muscle, you know, it, it fades away just like, you know, your body. If you don't go on walks or go to the gym, you know, it's the same, same exact thing. So this was a really, really beautiful, um, really beautiful thing. And, and through this podcast, I mean, I found a lot of, you know, confidence in, you know, my personality and, you know, just my silly perspective on things. And, and it's been really wonderful. It's really, really been wonderful. So I'm really happy that you have been listening and you've been enjoying the show (laughs) as well as like, you know, other people have been reaching out and have also, have also, you know, told us how much they enjoyed it. Or, or my favorite is that they comment on something very specific about the episode, mm-hmm. you know, and they have a very, you know, specific point about something that we said. And, and it's, it's wonderful. It brings people together. I'm so excited to have more guests on the show because, you know, I just, I don't want you just to hear from us and our perspective on things. Like I want all voices, you know, I want all silly grievances to be out there, you know. And then we can learn something from each other. Yeah. Yeah. And when, and when those guests come out with things, you, you'll suddenly think to yourself, yes, why, why are these things the way that they are? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one. I mean, yeah, everybody has something to grumble about. I love getting text messages or Instagram messages of people that have just listened to an episode and be like, yeah, we, I, I love, you know, I, yeah. I never thought of it that way or I hate it for this reason. Right. Or like you just said, the siblings already have birthdays. And then right. I'm like kicking myself like, why didn't I? That's the funniest line. I not. Why didn't I say that in the episode? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I had a coworker uh, come up to me. He he listens pretty regularly, um, and he. It was when we did ten thousand steps, and it was a little earlier on in the podcast. And he was like, "Oh, Veronique, Matt got me." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, 10,000 steps. I check. I check to see if I got ten thousand steps. And now, now I'm not so excited about it. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. And I was like, you can look and count your steps. You feel good about yourself. That's fine. Matt's an old curmudgeon. <laughs> I'm the grumble goat. He's the grumble goat. But it was just, it was just silly. Yeah. Silly. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan. This is Avery. And we are from the Frame by Frame King Crimson podcast. And you are listening to Pods Like Us. So. How do you arrange the guests that you have on your show? And are there any real standout moments that you've had in the show? Um, well, the guests started with uh, close friends. Who lived in our area, yeah, like lived so in our neighborhood. Other perform, you know, we're, since we're performers, a lot of our friends are performers. And yeah. so we have, we know a lot of very talented and very funny people. So we've had already just a, a large pool of talented people to choose from. So yeah. having funny guests has been easy. And just now we've started to branch out into getting other podcasters yes. on because a lot of our guests are just entertainers and we we want to start collaborating with other podcasts. Yes, it's it's really important to us that it's for everyone. So, you know, to have every type of person walks of life, not just performers, um, you know, every color creed, like that would be wonderful. Um, because we all have these grievances, but yes. Yeah, so, so how we pick them is in the beginning because of COVID, we were limited in who we could invite, who we could see, and now that that's opening up again, I'm very excited to reach out to even more of our friends um, that we know, and then people we don't know, because now you're our second, like, um, you know, what is this, you know. We're off. appearing on somebody else's show. Is that no, what you're saying? No, no, no. Just like you know, we're, this is what's the computer? What the com oh, uh, our like distance. We're doing yes. our Zoom a Zoom interview. Yeah. Yes, we we don't yeah. we tend we don't like to do the Zoom um, interviews for our show. I mean, we've done it once, but that was the first one because we were still trying to figure it out. Just because we really love the personal part of what we do. So when we do invite an, a guest over. You know, we like to cook for them. We like to have just a nice conversation, you know, to like weave out any cobwebs. If people are nervous, we talk about the formula. We talk about all these things. And then we dive in and, and then we'll do the, the grumble with them. Um, in course, terms of standouts. Yeah. What, what's I mean, this format it makes it so interesting because everybody stands out just because everybody comes up with such a unique grumble. That yes. it's so much for every time. I'm like, what? 
Jeans in bed. I know. That's what you hate. Like that was so great. How funny. Uh, neti pots, oh, sponges. Our guests Weird. like they always come in and hair. blow my mind. With hair. Kim, Kim brought yeah. in hair. That was so funny. Hair. She hates human hair. Hair. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She was saying that it's everywhere. Yeah. Every guest is. Yeah. Yeah. And then I actually saw a wad of hair hanging from a fire escape like three days later. <laughs> yeah. I took a picture of it. I'll send it to you in the message just so you can see this. <laughs> yeah, tumbleweed of hair. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. Every time we have a guest, I'm blown away with whatever idea they come in with. And yeah. then it's and then it, that also and you you also feel when we have a guest, both of us amp up our energy a little bit more. Yeah, like because we're so cozy with each other that when we have a guest, we're both a little bit more engaged. And yes. so, whenever we have a guest, it's just it's just there's a vibrance to it. And there's an unexpectedness because we don't know what they're gonna say. You know, we we have been with each other enough to kind of think you know have a direction of where we think something's gonna go um but when a guest comes in we have no idea so it's really exciting that's brilliant so what podcast do you both listen to oh well i like the one that he mentioned um when we're taking like long trips together he'll put on um this american life this american life um when we were in lake tahoe with his sister um, and her husband, we listened to that Dirty John podcast. But Dirty John, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love exploring new podcasts. You know, when Serial came out, Serial was fantastic. Season one, season two, loved yeah. those. Um, uh, I love I, I love so many different podcasts. I already mentioned the McElroy Brothers. They do the, the yeah. Adventure Zone. They do My Brother, My Brother and Me. They do Sawbones. Um, but I also, I love uh, the old school ones, This American Life, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah, Wait, Wait, uh, Don't Radio Tell Me. Radio Lab. Radio Lab, I like too. Um, I love Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. If, mm. I mean, he just, he just, he does a really engaging history lecture. Um, in terms of short format stuff like ours, um, I love The Memory Palace. Oh yeah, The Memory Palace Those is are really lovely. Those are beautiful, like 10 minute episodes about little obscure moments in history that are usually emotional or beautiful or it's like it's like a word yeah. painting yeah um, i love those um i also love there's a there's a theatrical short form podcast that's called the truth oh cool yeah, yeah. and it and they record um at uh, the magnet downtown oh how about in that in new york and sure. they do like little tiny plays uh, each episode, yeah, I, lo- I love. All- There's tons. Is of it podcasts the same I people? I could go all day on my that podcast. do that, or do they get different people for each story? They, I mean, they have. They definitely have a, a, a like favorites, like yeah. the same four that are you know usually in and out. But they also have random people that come in. Very cool. And yeah, it's just it's a beautiful. Yeah, we don't listen to podcasts really together unless we're traveling somewhere. Um, okay. To answer your question, if it was just specifically us listening to things together, he likes uh, my brother and my brother and me. But he's been with them for such a long time, like they are his friends, and they're <laughs> not my friends. Like I listen to that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can listen to this for like ten minutes, and then I have to leave or do something else. <laughs> but it's just because he's, you know, I haven't spent as much time with them as he has. Um, I like the crime. I like crime podcasts. I like you know stories and and learning and stuff like that. History of history of um, clothes is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. Something doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I yeah I, I mean I I'm, I'm on my bicycle so so much that like I, I just listen to a ton yeah. or I'm running in the park and um the history of fashion that's what it was the oh, history history, fashion? history of fashion is really fascinating I like that one um I love there's there, there's a very short podcast called uh, Welcome to Night Vale mm-hmm. um which is kind of like a it's like a word jazz sci-fi story yeah it's really cool um i loved um this podcast called more perfect which mm. is about the history of the supreme court in oh. the united states okay. how about that you know what i like uh, the searching pod i like their podcast a lot i really like their dynamic um between the two of them that's someone that was in our, our group for a little bit and the xander and stone and the Death and Decay pod, I like them. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, the ones that we've been listening to recently. Oh, and our friend, Rocio. She has a, a beautiful podcast. Oh, yeah, Rocio and Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes, Rocio and Mercedes amplifying um, the Afro in Afro-Dominican. And that's super, super interesting. A really, really interesting podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, for course. movie podcasts, <laughs> reboot, rewind, reboot, rewind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we have to. We recently had one Chris. of the hosts of Reboot Rewind on our podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah Chris did a great job. Yeah, so we're we're trying to branch out and and meet have new people come in and new perspectives, and it's import, It's definitely very important for us to have uh, diversity um, within our podcast. So I think it's great because that's what brings us together. You know, silly, silly grievances. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, like yeah. we said earlier, it's it's like, it, in in a way, all you want to do is just get that grumble out of the way. It doesn't matter if there's any response to that grumble. It's just getting it out there. <laughs> yes. Everybody's got a grumble. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and we don't have to cancel it. We don't need to cancel the, the grumble. No. We just need to release the grumble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not about convincing everybody that this is the way to think. And right. it's not about like yeah. solving that dilemma. Right. It's just, here's the grumble. And it's like, yeah, man, and here's all the other things that it makes me think of. And it dif- just diffuses. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's okay, it's okay to be grumbly it's about okay a thing or grumpy. two here or there. Yeah. yeah. It's okay to be grumpy. Yeah. It is. Just not all the time. Said Sneed. Easy to dock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, what advice would you give to people starting their first podcast? Sound. I would say learn yeah. the sound part. And I would also uh, recommend they learn how to edit their own podcasts. Yeah, very important. Um, just so you don't give all of your artistic, you know, you know, of course you're, if you are giving it to someone to edit, it depends on how you are in control of your own podcaster. But like, if you learn how to edit it yourself, you're not giving someone else that control over your own podcast. And, and then you know how to do it or, and make changes. And I feel like you're empowering yourself. So I love that Matt has learned all of those things. And I (laughs) had with very good intentions in the beginning, (laughs) But it didn't, it just didn't, it didn't, um, stick. I started editing video and learning that. And so he was editing audio and I was learning video. Um, but I think that would be good, but also like have a specific, um, motor for your podcast, you know, like we, everybody's got to have a gimmick. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you (laughs) go. Uh, my advice for your podcast is, 
um, I would say get started. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, because the the thing about the podcast format is you can grow as a podcaster. The audience yeah. knows that the first episode is going to be, you know, the one where you have the least, you know, the most technical issues, the mm-hmm. least, like, editing and sound and all that stuff. And, like, you know, it's like you're, you're it's allowed to get better. You don't have to wait till you're a master of editing. Yes. You know, right. I, I mean, I... I learned all that as we went. We started with one microphone that both of us hovered around. Yeah. And both of us were like really close together, <laughs> just talking into one mic. And, totally. Uh, and I didn't know that much about sound leveling and things. And so that our first episode, it, the sound isn't that great, but the content is brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, get started and learn. But take the time as you're doing, as you're editing. Also take the time to watch yeah. the YouTube videos, the people that have done it before, and learn how to make the sound better because it's not that hard and you don't have to spend all that much money to get good gear. Yeah. And, and, su- and support other people that are doing the same thing, support other podcasters and, you know, build relationships with people. Yeah. Definitely. Community. Yeah. yeah. yeah social, social media is the hardest part for me. She's in charge of our Instagram. Yes. Uh, just if, <laughs> if you're, if you're talking through us through Instagram, you're talking to me. <laughs> Uh, he does a Facebook. He does her Facebook, but yes, it's primarily me. I mean, I like with our talks that when we were talking back and forth, it took me a minute to respond to you because I had to wait until I was home and then I talked to Matt and then I respond to you. Um, but yes, but for all of the comments and things, that's generally me. And then you'll come up, then you'll come back and like see what everyone said. Yeah. I I just, I go back and heart everybody's comments on our (laughs) posts. (laughs) I've seen that. So where can people get in touch with you and find you then? Uh, Well, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, speaking of Instagram, um, the Grumble Go podcast is on Instagram. Otherwise, uh, Veronique Hurley is on Instagram and Matt Labodka is on Instagram. You can hit us up there. Yes. My name is actually Ver Hurley. Oh, it's Ver Hurley. It's Mm -hmm. Ver Hurley. Um, the Grumble Goat is easy to find. You can just Google that. Um, it's on every podcast app. So your favorite podcast app has the Grumble Goat. If you don't know how to work any podcasts, which would be weird because you're already listening to one. Um, but you can also listen on Matt's website. Yeah, the homepage is mattlabotka.com slash Grumble Goat. Yes. Uh, and that's that's a quick Google search away, so I won't spell that out for you. Yes, Absolutely. And if you wanted to get in contact with us, you can just DM us on those platforms and we'll get back to you. Okay. Thank you very much for chatting with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's been an absolute delight. Uh, Lightning round grumbles was my favorite part. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That was wonderful. It's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, thank you very much, and thank you everyone for listening, and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us.